Clients On Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Welcome to today's show. I am here with the amazing, the incredible Jane Jewell, who is our managing director here at Clients on Demand. And today we're going to talk about the myths around productivity. Like, what does it mean to actually get stuff done? I don't consider myself a particularly organized person. I don't consider myself a particularly uh, productive person or busy person. But uh, nevertheless, we've managed to build this company where we're on track to do like $20 million this year. And we were calculating our annual revenue per employee and then all these other metrics. And it's like way off the charts and crazy. So you know, obviously we're doing something right. So we took a step back and we were like, look, we're not very busy, but we're getting the stuff done that really counts. So today we wanted to sort of deconstruct what this means, because I think there's a lot of myths around, you know, productivity and to-do lists and how to get stuff done. And it's very easy to get overwhelmed. It's very easy to get buried. It's very easy to let yourself slip into this place where you're just like, screw it. I can't do this anymore. And obviously that's not what we want for you guys. So we thought today we would put our heads together and just sort of deconstruct for you how we actually manage to get as much done as we do. Another thing that you guys may not realize about Clients On Demand is that we're a company where we have what, Jane, 28, 29 employees now? We're up to 30 as of like... We're 30 now? Oh my God. So we're at 30 employees and everybody basically works from home. We don't have an office. Jane's in Massachusetts. Adrian is in Jersey. We have people in the UK. We have people in Poland. We have people all over the world. And uh, we still manage to get a tremendous, tremendous amount of stuff done. And I think we actually get a lot more done working remotely than we would get done if we all had to come and commute and sit in the car for an hour and get to an office and all these other things. So um, yeah. So how do we do all that stuff? So JJ, this is, a, this is a big topic. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I think just like anything else, to get stuff done, it's your mindset first, you know, and I'm sure people are tired of hearing me say that. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about what most people do wrong. Most people, what they do is I'm talking about the people that are engaged now, the people that are like perennially lazy that just don't want to do anything. We're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, there. right. Yeah. We're not even going to touch that. What we're talking about is your entrepreneurs that are starting a business or running a business and they really want to get a lot of stuff done, but they just seem paralyzed. They feel they feel stuck. Uh, and, and so I would say what most of those people are probably doing is they wake up in the morning, they make this giant to-do list. They're probably using a online program like Things or Notepad or something where they just have this you know endlessly growing and growing and growing to-do list. And then they end up executing some things and letting other things go without really paying much attention to what's important and what isn't. And so as that to-do list grows and grows and grows, you feel more and more buried and more overwhelmed. I mean, I know that yeah. that used to be what happened to me all the time. Is that pretty accurate for what, yeah. what you see? Yeah. So overwhelm is just like the meaning of overwhelming is like superior force of numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at this list of this ongoing thing that never quite gets done, right? Like it's just always growing. It's very rare than you're, you're at ground zero with nothing on your to-do list, right? It's like right. this never ending list of things to do. And that can get really overwhelming and feel um, very constricting. And what 
which is a shame because most people, you know, we're talking to a lot of people who are online entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs in general become an entrepreneur because they want to experience more freedom. But instead, what ends up happening is this overwhelming feeling of all of these things that have to get done. And I think one of the things that's important to distinguish right off the bat is that there's a difference between being busy and being productive. And they are not the same thing. They're not the same thing. And I think in our life that it is a normal thing to just say you're busy, you know, like I'm out, you know, in the world, you know, you walk up soccer game, talking to other friends. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm, just, I'm really busy. Right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the new, like I'm doing great. It's more like I'm busy. <laughs> and we, we wear that like this badge of honor. Like I'm so busy. I have so much going on. I have so much to do. So part of that is even just being in that mindset that busy is good right? Like busy isn't necessarily good. What's great is when you're accomplishing and having fulfillment on outcomes that are important to you. But being busy, there's not a whole lot of greatness in that. In fact, what that leads to is a whole lot of burnout. You know, know, one of the things that um, Tim Ferriss says in the four hour work week, which I always loved is he says, busyness is a form of laziness. Mm. And what he means by that is that if you're, if you're quote unquote busy, where you're just constantly trying to do more stuff and do more stuff, it means that you were too lazy to really take a step back and prioritize what are those one or two things that I could do today that would make the day a huge win and make today just a massive success for me and really get me closer to my outcomes. And what you're doing instead is just allowing every little email and little, I don't know, tweet and Facebook post and like brain fart that someone else has that you're having to sit there and react to again and again and again, as opposed to being intentional about how you're spending your time. That's so good because the truth is, is when you're doing that, you're not in charge of your day or your week or your month or your goals at all. You're in reaction all of the time of what comes up and what's right in front of you. So, so then how do you identify what really counts? What's the difference between being busy and being productive? Yeah. So to-do lists don't work because like we were saying, is you put all these things on your list, right? And sometimes you get through them and sometimes you don't. And most of the time you don't. And when you don't, you just kind of carry it over to the next day, the next week, right? And then eventually, oftentimes, those items on your to-do list, if you don't get them done, they just kind of fall off. Isn't that interesting? Right. Some things, they just fall off. Like they just, they they either decide they're not important, they don't just get done, they're expired, right? Like just kind of fall off or they get carried over. But let's just even say best case scenario, you put things on your to-do list and you do get them done. Oftentimes, there's no fulfillment in getting those things done because what shows up on your to-do list are typically things that you need to do to make life work, right? Like what shows up on your to-do list are the things like, I got to pay my bills. I, you know, have to make that doctor's appointment. I need to arrange, you know, pickups for my kids. I have to set a meeting with my assistant. I have to write that email. I need to record that webinar. I need to talk to someone about my Facebook, right? And they're just a bunch of things that you have to get done. And none of that sounds really appealing to me. Like, in fact, we were talking to someone uh, in Millionaire Alliance, one of our Millionaire Alliance members about this the other day, is that that feels like kind of heavy and like the grudge of like running your business. Like that's not, that doesn't seem very appealing. It doesn't seem very, very fun at all. And there's no fulfillment in doing those things. 
unless you're able, instead of having a whole lot of things to get done, you relate all of those things in terms of your outcomes and the results that you want to achieve. And you have to group them together like that. So then, and only then will you really feel true fulfillment. Because otherwise it might feel good in the moment to like check it off and you see in your little computer, like done, right? You get a little check mark, you know, it turns green, right? Like, woo! (laughs) But there's not real fulfillment in there unless you're relating it to an outcome. So for example, if Russ, if you just had uh, a result you're working on, you write an email follow-up sequence, for example, Right. right? Like, that doesn't excite you. No. But I, but what you do, I know that you do this, right? What are you focusing on? About I'm focusing on, yeah, what it's going to do for us. What's the right. outcome? Right. So you know that just, you know, basically every email you write gets us X amount of appointments, which turns into, you know, X amount of conversations and X amount of clients that we get to serve and X amount of revenue, right? Like we're thinking way up here. So sitting down and writing an email is going to feel way more fulfilling when you're relating it to a bigger outcome and it's going to have you do it as opposed to have it be those things like, I really should do that. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. So that's critical. So you have to operate from a place of just total clarity about what your outcome is. Like, what are you, what is your, what is your main thing? What is the number one big objective that you're working toward right now? And we also talk about how to just not look at those outcomes in one dimension, but to look at those outcomes across multiple dimensions of your life. So mm-hmm. at, at a minimum at COD, we look at three. We look at your, your income, we look at your impact, and we look at your lifestyle. So for every goal that you set yourself, it's like, what are those, what's going to be the, the outcome in those three areas? And, and what that does is it makes sure that what you're doing isn't just going to make you more money. It's also going to give you the freedom and the lifestyle you want. And it's also going to be meaningful because you're going to be making the world a better place along the way. And if we can't find something that kind of checks all three of those boxes, we really don't do it. Yeah. So we make sure that every outcome we do is aligned across all three of those axes. That's right. So it serves those things. So we're looking at like, why do we want this? What will it mm-hmm. give us? Like, how is it going to impact our ability to serve more clients? How is it going to impact our ability to live within our mission? How is this going to affect, you know, and make a difference within our lifestyle? What's it going to mean for me personally? What's it going to mean for my family? Right? What's it going to mean for my income? All of those things. And it makes what you do have so much more purpose and mission if you're relating it to a powerful why. So so just to give you guys an example, um, one of the things that we just did was we were considering doing a live event hmm. for the end of this year. And we broke it down across those three axes. And we were super excited about it because we thought, oh, you know, we'll do a live event. We'll, you know, we'll invite people. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll get, you know, a few hundred people there. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be great. But then we took a step back and we said, okay, well, what is that going to do in terms of our income, in terms of our impact and in terms of our lifestyle, right? So income wise, we estimated that if we did this live event, it would probably bring in around $2 million if everything went really well. So, okay, great. So that's, that's our, that's where we're at. Right. And we, we really broke down the numbers. So that wasn't just a number we pulled out of a hat. That was like a really educated guess. Right. So we thought doing a live event would probably bring in like 2 million. Then we thought, which, which is pretty cool for like a weekend, but then we looked at, okay, well let's look at it across the other spectrum, which is our lifestyle. Right. We've never really done a live event before. How much planning is it going to take? How much work is it going to take? And we really, when we broke it down, we were like, this is going to be something that's going to take hundreds of hours of work to put together because it's about getting the venue. It's about getting all the decorations, right? It's like, what are we going to give away to people? What are we going to teach when we're there? There's just all these, you know, tremendous amount of planning that would go into it. So from our freedom and, and lifestyle, 
Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and our lifestyle where we are right now in our life, because there right. are some things going on right. within our team that we had right. to take a look at too. Yeah. So Jane and Adrian are both in the process of moving. They both have kids that are really heavily involved in sports and, and a number of other things. And it's just like a lot going on. So we're like, is this, is, you know, does that fit in, in terms of our, of our lifestyle? Now, Impact, that was kind of a no brainer because we thought, well, if we did a live event, obviously it would be really good and we'd have a really great impact on our audience. So we looked at that and we looked at all three of those things. And then we said, okay, well, what's the alternative? If we didn't do the live event, what could we do instead? And we thought about rolling out another another different uh, sales funnel for another offer that we were creating together. And we ran the numbers on that. And even though... So looking at it again across income, impact, and lifestyle, looking at it in terms of income, this one sales funnel could be something that brings in 400000 to a million dollars every single month, month in and month out. So... You know, it'd be really cool to do the live event for $2 million and to have that quick pop of income, but to have this, you know, evergreen funnel that's cranking out 500,000 or, you know, 400,000 to a million dollars a month. Obviously, that's much better. So then we looked at in terms of, okay, well, what about freedom and lifestyle? And we're like, look, creating those kinds of evergreen sales funnels is what we do all day, every day. It's a no brainer for us. We can do it in our sleep. And so how much easier would that be than spending hundreds and uh, hundreds of hours planning out a live event? And then in terms of impact, impact was a win there too, because this would be an offer that allows us to connect with and reach a whole new audience. And so when we looked at it across those three axes, it was really easy for us to make the decision and say, well, look, we're not going to do the live event now. Let's roll out these other funnels and these other things first. And then maybe we'll revisit it next year if we want to do the live event next year. But because we were looking at our outcomes across all three of those dimensions, we were able to make a really intelligent decision based on you know exactly what we want money-wise, exactly what we want out of our lives, and exactly what we want the impact to be. Where if we hadn't sort of taken a step back and analyzed it from that perspective, we would have just been, okay, let's do the live event. And then it's like, right. and then you've got your to-do list with a billion different things on it because we've never done that before. And now all of a sudden we're banging our heads against you know our, our keyboards trying to, trying to make this <laughs> thing work. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's just supposed to show you that like taking a step back and just really defining the outcome and not just saying, well, I want to do a live event and I want it to be great. But actually, you know, taking it at even a, a higher level of analysis than that and saying, okay, well, how does this fit in in terms of my income? How does this fit into my lifestyle? How does this fit into the impact I want to make? And, you know, of course, there's other things you want to consider too, your family, your health, all these other things. Yeah. But to take a step back and choose an outcome very, very consciously, that's very likely to get you what you want in all of those areas that you're looking at is critical. And I think most entrepreneurs don't do that. They just sit there and go, well, what's, what's going to make more money for the business? Okay, great. Let's go do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's such a great example. And what we would do from there, let's say we decided to do the live event, or now we know, hey, we're going to launch this other this other program. Now it's the same thing. Okay, what are the outcomes for those programs? Why do we or that program? Why do we want that? And then what actions do we need to do to, to implement that and make that make that happen? And that part of it is just so important. Any time we sit down with our team and we're deciding what we're going to do is we plan it just that way. You know, typically what what people do is they, you know, people are used to setting goals. They're used to setting right. outcomes that they want to achieve. And we typically do that at the beginning of every year. Maybe we sit down and do that every quarter and we set those goals. But what happens is most people set those goals and then they like set it aside or they might even put it up on their wall. But then when it comes to planning about what has to happen in order to achieve it, they go right back to tasks. 
-hmm. right? So we get this idea of, okay, well, in order to do that, I got to do these things. I got to do these things. I got to do things. And you end up with, again, a big, long to-do list, uh, tasks, actions. And what happens is the task becomes the focus Mm -hmm. and the result gets lost. Like it's still up there. I might look at it every day. It might be part of my ritual. But if you don't link, when I do this action, it's getting me closer to this result. There's a drain to your fulfillment level. There's a that's drain beautiful. to your fulfillment. And then because and that's why people don't like what they do, right? Like it just doesn't seem like a lot of fun because you lose sight of what it is that you're really trying to accomplish. So you have to make sure that you're keeping those things linked up that what I do this action, it means that I'm moving towards this outcome. And that has to be a weekly, daily, you know, occurrence where you're looking at how those two things really intersect. Right. So that's like a really huge distinction is that it's that it's the outcome. It's what it's going to do for you. That's what's going to provide the juice and the energy for you to keep moving forward. But what you don't want to do is to do what I just said, where you're really thinking about your outcome and taking the time to define it in terms and looking at it across all those dimensions that I was talking about. And then once you've gone, okay, great, here's my outcome. Here's what I want to do. Then you go right back to just making an endless to-do list, right? right? What you want to do is take a step back and ask yourself, okay, if this is our objective, this is our outcome, this is where we're trying to go, what are the one or two things that I can do today that's going to be a quantum leap forward toward that goal? And the reason is it's so important to ask that is because that's usually all there is. Like for us, it's like, great. If we're going to do a new funnel, what do we need? We need a new landing page, we need a new webinar, we need a new offer, we need these things. Great. Let's just start doing the big things. Boom, boom, boom. And it's so easy if you don't take that step back and say, well, what's the most impactful thing to get lost in the minutia, right? So it would be like, okay, well, oh man, we're going to roll out this new offer. We need to register a domain. What should we call the domain? And then we spent three, like three days trying to figure out what we want to call the freaking website. Okay, great. Now we need a WordPress theme. Okay, great. Now we're going to go on all these WordPress directories and like look at thousands of different, you know what I mean? It's just like, you're just burning time on all this stuff that just isn't going to get you where you want to go. And all of us have done that. But yeah. that's the road to burnout and that's the road to being overwhelmed. I love that too, that where you're saying the minutia of it all is that you have to make sure that you stay focused in on the outcome because oftentimes we lose sight of the outcome and become like entrenched with the task and we make the task the outcome. So let me give it a simple example. Let's say I have an outcome that I want to be healthy and fit and 10 pounds lighter. And I decide what I'm going to do is I'm going to run every single day. I run every day, two weeks go by, it's snowing, my ankle hurts. And I decide I hate running. Like I hate it. Am I going to get my results? Probably not. No, but here's why. The reason why is because people get lost is they take running and they put running on their to-do list. And when running doesn't work, it's like, oh, you know what? I tried running and I hate it. I tried it. It doesn't work for me. People in my family have always been this way. Things like this don't work for me. You know, I'm not really a runner anyway. And we have this whole story about it. But here's the truth. The truth is my outcome was never to run. Right. My outcome was to be healthy and fit and 10 pounds lighter. And so what happens is if I'm focused in on that outcome to be healthy and fit and 10 pounds lighter, there are a kajillion things that I could do to make that happen. I could do yoga. I could do Pilates. I could do keto. I could do vegan. I could do Weight Watchers. I could do whatever. The list goes on and on and on. But I'm not going to have any access to all of those options if I focus on the how instead of focus on the 
outcome. So that's why it's so important that you're checking in with your outcomes every week. Because sometimes the thing that you think you're going to do to achieve that outcome, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You got That's why you have to measure often. Is this working? Is this getting me where I want to go? And if not, okay, no problem. If this is my outcome, how else can I achieve this outcome? And that's where you have real power, real flexibility to continue to move forward and not get stopped by those silly little challenges that come up, whether it's you know a psychology thing or a strategy thing that doesn't work. You have flexibility to change what you're doing, but only if you're focused on the result you want to achieve instead of the how. Totally. And uh, another thing, guys, is that you know those one or two things that can really make make you move forward, right? That can really make a huge difference are usually scary. They're usually way outside of your comfort zone. And so sometimes that fear can come up where it's like, oh, well, you know, I was going to, I was going to do my first webinar today, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know, take I haven't cleaned out behind my refrigerator in a really long time. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, you know, I gotta organize my desk. I gotta, you know, like none of those things are going to get you closer to where you want to be. It's those bold actions that are scary sometimes, but that's where you're putting yourself in a position where people can say yes or no. And Mark and I especially talk about that a lot when we do our shows together, that, that there's all this other stuff that you could be doing. But the one thing that really is going to make a huge difference in your business is putting yourself in a position where someone can say yes and give you money and, and enroll, enroll with you and work with you or say no. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's not a fit. But we will do all kinds of stuff to avoid just putting ourselves in a position where we might potentially possibly maybe get rejected. Yeah. I love the question. I go back and forth on this, but when I notice I'm resisting something, you know, it's like, what am I resisting? Like what actions do I not want to do? Like, what am I resisting about what has to be done? And just do those first. Mm -hmm. It's amazing when you get those things out of the way, the freedom that you have, you know, because you spend all day trying to not do that one thing, right? Like you spend all day in your head going like, what else could I be doing instead of recording my webinar? What else needs to happen? Like, what if this happens? Oh, I got to tweak my slides. Or they're not that pretty. They're blah, 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 right? Like all day, it's about not recording the webinar. Where if you just kind of said, okay, the, the biggest thing that I'm resisting is recording my webinar. Bam, I'm going to do that first. You're done. And you feel like a rock star. Yeah. You don't even have to do anything the rest of the day because you achieved that one thing that you, you know, it's going to give you the most momentum forward. But oftentimes when you get that off your plate, now you have all this energy to continue moving down the line and doing what's next. And the things that, that are easier for you that you don't have to think about. Yeah, guys. And what you need to understand is that life rewards boldness. There's so many people that have these big dreams and they just won't take the first big, scary ass step toward getting there. But what you find is that the first time you do that, things tend to just click into place. And then it's almost like the universe just wakes up, you know, or, you know, it just goes, you know, okay, wait a minute. This guy's totally serious or this gal's serious. She's not just dreaming. She's actually doing the big stuff. She's taking the big actions. And what happens is all these other amazing opportunities begin to just sort of organize themselves in your favor. It's really an incredible thing. But if you if you stay stuck in the busy work, you're blocking your potential to make those big changes in your life. Jennifer just posted on Facebook something really funny. She said, oh my God, yes, I remodeled my office right before joining COD out of sheer wheel spinning and resisting change. <laughs> yeah, that's a, perfect, that's a perfect example. It's like, okay, I can join COD and move things forward or why don't I just remodel my office really quick? And it's so, it's so easy to get lost down that hole. I mean, all through my 20s, literally, that's all I did from age 21 to age 31 is I just spent a lot of time doing stuff where I had big goals, Jane, 
but I wouldn't do the one or two really scary things that could move me forward. I just hid and hid and hid in the busy work. And that's why I literally spent 10 years like not getting anywhere. It's because there were certain things I was just terrified to do. And and you can play games with yourself. And I would do stuff that didn't matter, but I would congratulate myself. Oh man, I got so much done today. But I, didn't do it. <laughs> I checked oh, Facebook like 12 times. <laughs> organized my sock drawer, you know, took those videos back to Blockbuster. Oh man, it's a huge day. It's a huge day. But, you know, when you look at like, in terms of your outcomes, didn't get you anywhere near it. And, you know, people can spend their, you know, spend literally decades spinning their wheels doing that. And if you're a business owner, especially if you're an entrepreneur, or if you have people who are counting on you, you cannot afford to do that. So one of the great questions that I asked myself when I was first designing the business model that we now teach at Clients on Demand is how can I X without Y? So how can I achieve this outcome without doing some of these things that I didn't want to do? So these are strategies that I had tried that I knew didn't work. Things that like launches, things like low ticket products, things like depending on affiliates uh, for your traffic instead of being able to like advertise on Facebook and get traffic yourself. So I was like, how can I get a business where I'm attracting the clients I want without having to do these other strategies that I don't believe in anymore and I don't enjoy? And just by asking that question again and again and again was sort of the genesis of this business model where, where it, was, it was looking at, okay, well, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Is there a way to get what I want without having to do those things? Mm-hmm. Just like Jane was talking about with running and fitness. If you're hurting your ankles and your knees hurt and your joints hurt and you hate running and you hate working out, you, you, know, you, hate, you hate working out in that way. Is there another way to get where you want to go without having to do that? And most of the time, the answer is yes. But once you identify what those critical things are, you need to sweep everything else off your to-do list and just focus on those one or two things that can really move you forward. Yeah. I love that. That's how you do it. Like you really do say, how can I do X without Y? Like that's always, you know, how you focus. Like, I think it's in the story, like how you even created the program, like clients on demand, like you wanted a certain kind of lifestyle, what you didn't want, or, you know, just like you were talking about doing, uh, you know, if we do a live event, like how can we have this and without having to have this, you know, right. I think it's once you really resolve, it's easier to stay resolved if you're getting even that much more clear, like this is what I want and this is what I don't want. And that way, you know, you're not kind of going back and forth and, and sitting in that uncertainty or suffering through it either. You can have it any way you want it. It's how you always say. Exactly. Because it's like, like, look, you know, there, and there are some people that are just filled with grit and determination. And they're the kind of people that will just power through no matter like what, like Adrian, right? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not really one of those people. Uh, if I'm doing something and I hate what I'm doing, I'm going to be like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. So I got a telemarketing job when I was like, I think 17, I was in high school. And it was one of those things where like, it was like about timeshares or something. I don't even remember, but it was like, just smile and dial, just smile and dial. I literally did it for like two hours. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. I was like, this, <laughs> I'll find another way to do it. But sometimes though, if you are one of those grit and determination people where you will do that stuff, it actually can work against you because it can, you can just grit your teeth and pursue a strategy that isn't great. It's like if you were just to give you a real simple example, it's like, look, I want to get clients for my business. So I'm going to go door to door and knock on every door in Manhattan until I get the clients I want. It's like, okay, yeah, you could do that. 
but that's probably the worst way to go out there and actually get the clients that you want. And are you really going to sustain that? And are you really going to be able to do that without like getting murdered? I don't know. So, so the thing is, 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 is you have to be real with yourself about what you want and what you don't want. And if you're pursuing a strategy that just straight up sucks, it's miserable and you hate everything about it. You can take a step back and just ask yourself, okay, I'm not going to change my objective. I'm not going to abandon my dream, but is there a better, simpler, faster way to get there? Or can I think about it differently so that I can do this? Because sometimes you, sometimes there are things that you just have to do in life, you know, at at different points, like in in your life. So sometimes it's going to be about without and changing a strategy. And then sometimes it's going to be without feeling a certain way, without suffering, right? Like you, without suffering and and deciding how you want to approach it. You know, there are times in our life that we do, you know, have to do things that maybe we, you, you know, for a space of time, but we have to, I think what you're saying is that, Sometimes it's about changing the strategy. So without having to feel something, and sometimes it's about changing your perception or how you're feeling about that strategy if it needs to as well. Yeah. And some things just, just work extremely well. I remember when I was starting out, one of the things I didn't want to do was get on the phone with potential clients and offer them my stuff directly. Right. I really didn't want to do that. And look at us now. Well, right. But like, I didn't, but like, okay, so I didn't want to do that. Right. And I think at the time I was maybe, I was doing okay. I was making like 15, 20 K a month, something like that. But then I said, listen, for this, for this one month, for 30 days, I'm going to give this a shot and I'm just going to see what happens. And instead of selling my stuff directly on a webinar or through a launch or something like that, I said, look, I'm actually just going to get people on the phone and talk about, talk to them. Right. That first month I did $200,000 in revenue. So I went from doing 20 K to doing 200 K just by making that one switch. And I was just like, okay, I can maybe get used to it. I can make this work. But even then I thought to myself, well, look, I mean, that's something that I'll do for a while, but then eventually I want to take myself out of that part of it. And, and, and we figured out a way to do that too. You know, so whatever it is in your business that your goal is, whatever your goal or your objective is, you can find a way to get there. And even if you have to do something that maybe you're not like, super like you don't love it, but it's like, look, I'll do it because the rewards are so high. Then you can find a way to delegate that part of it to someone else so that then you can go and and open up that door and create that freedom for yourself. Right. Just keep focusing on that end result. Exactly. So guys, look, one of the things that we want to do for you is to radically simplify your business. I know that there's so many people telling you to do so many different things, whether it's launches or go out there and recruit affiliates or you know, blog or do a ton of content marketing or whatever it is. But the honest truth is that there's just a few like tiny changes you need to make in your business to have something that can just have so much momentum that it's just like a freight train moving forward. And it isn't about doing a lot more stuff. It's about actually eliminating like 90% of what you're doing now and just focusing on the 10% of stuff that can really make a huge impact. That's how we've managed to scale our company so quickly. And that's how our clients manage to scale their companies so quickly too. So if you're feeling buried, if you're feeling overwhelmed, I want to invite you to book a call with us and let us simplify things for you. So if that's what you want, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. You can tell us all the strategies you've tried, everything that's worked, everything that's maybe worked a little bit and everything that just was a total flop. And we will (laughs) radically simplify everything that you're doing now where we'll say, listen, this is the kind of client you want. This is what you're going to offer them. This is the price you're going to charge. And this is exactly step by step how to go out there and reach those people. And that's what we do for our clients. And that's how they're able to scale their businesses as quickly as they do. So if you want to create that kind of simplicity in your business where you have the income, you have the freedom and the lifestyle, 
but you're also making a huge impact and making the world a better place along the way, then I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to us because I think we can really, really simplify and streamline the way that you've been running your business. Oh, one more thing, by the way, these shows are also available on, if you're listening to us on iTunes, these shows are also available live on Facebook. You can you can catch us recording them. If you go to Facebook and you search for a group called The Art of High Ticket Selling, you can find our shows in there. You can also find our shows on our business page. That's Russ Ruffino Clients on Demand on Facebook. And if you're actually watching us on Facebook, these shows are also available on iTunes as well as a podcast. So if you search for the Clients on Demand podcast, you'll find a version of these shows that's audio only. You can download it. You can listen to it on iTunes. You can take it with you. So sometimes you want to listen to it in your car and things like that. So it's available for you guys in both of those places. It's there in our Facebook group and on our Facebook page and also on iTunes as well. So JJ, thank you so much for jumping on with me today. You are an absolute superstar. And guys, book a call to talk to us and we will catch you on the next show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Ruffino, and let's talk soon.